Before we start, I just want to let everybody know that this podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your first Built Bar purchase. That's 20% off using the promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Tigers. It is Wednesday, November 4th, 2020. Thank you very much for tuning in today. This is a weird one. You know, it is November 4th by the time you're listening to this. I'm recording it the night before. Uh, I don't know what the results of the election are yet. By the time I'm uploading this, we probably still won't. I'm not sure. You know, there's so much misinformation out there. I'm not going to talk much about the election, I will say. You know, I feel like an adult today because this is one of the only times in my life, the first time really, in which I've been genuinely nervous about the, the results of an election. So it is kind of weird recording this. I'm usually at a pretty good headspace when recording these podcasts. It is something I enjoy doing and I'm going to continue to enjoy it. But right now feels a little bit weird, but I got to get my mind off it for a little bit. I'm looking forward to talking about some Tigers baseball right now. What we're going to be doing today and probably tomorrow as well, player grades. You know, it's been a minute here since we've really talked about the players on this team. We've talked about the manager. We've talked about postseason baseball. We've discussed all that fun stuff, but we haven't really talked about the players that made this team so not special here in 2020. Tigers obviously finished with the third worst record in baseball. There were a few minor bright spots though, and we are going to discuss all of them though, the bright spots and the not so bright spots over the next two days or so, maybe even longer. It could bleed over into Friday, but I doubt it. On today's show, we will be talking just about the hitters and the position players and the DHs, all that fun stuff. I will say before I start, and I'm going to be giving grades for everybody, there's five players that I will be giving incomplete grades to simply because, one, they're maybe not with the team anymore, or or when they were with the team, didn't contribute much, or they just didn't play enough games for me to really give them a a, a solid grade here. I mean, especially in a 60-game season, you know, if you only play three games, I, I can't really evaluate you for that. So those five players are Jordy Mercer, Brandon Dixon, Dowell Lugo, Derek Hill, and Eric Haas. Uh, Derek Hill, I almost gave a grade to, but I don't know. He did play in 15 games, I believe, but he barely saw any action offensively, mainly just a defensive replacement. So it's hard for me to give him a definitive grade. I will do that next year if he actually sees some some offensive action. Everybody else is in play, and we're going to start you know, uh, behind the plate with the catchers. There has been no position on this baseball team that I've spit more venom at than the catcher position. And, you know, I take back none of it. You know, I've never gone after these guys personally. I, I, I don't care to, at least, you know, not, not anymore. Maybe uh, at the beginning when I was doing this on Twitter. But no, I, I, don't, I don't feel any uh, personal hatred towards these guys. But the, but the numbers reflect the fact that the Tigers' catcher position over the last couple of years has been as bad as, like, dude, we've ever seen here. The, the, the string of catchers they've had over the last several years has been truly awful. So I'm going to be pretty tough on these guys. And I'll start with uh, Austin Romine. You know, early on, guys, Got off to an okay little start. Some people were saying maybe this was a bit of a surprise. The thing about Austin Romine is uh, Austin Romine's a backup. He's a career backup, and the Tigers were asking him to be a starter, and if he was a backup, I would be more inclined to give him a, a bump in the ratings, because really, he's not even that great of a backup either. I mean, they kind of liked him in New York when Gary Sanchez was struggling, but all in all, the numbers reflect that he is not a very effective catcher. He's not a great game caller. He can, can't hit really at all. I mean, the occasional home run 
but that's about it. Uh, I give him a D. And that's the same grade I'm giving Grayson Griner. I mean, Grayson Griner is one of the worst players in baseball. The only reason I'm not giving him a lower grade is simply because the expectations for him have been so low. And that's that's how I grade a lot of these guys is relative to expectations. If they exceeded expectations, I'd probably give them a higher grade. No one's expecting Grayson Griner to be anything special, and yet he still kind of fell below those expectations. So both these catchers who who saw you know the most amount of playing time here, uh, I'm giving D's to. As for the first base position, we have two guys here. The first one was C.J. Crone, who saw limited action because of his injury. You know, I'm giving him a B minus. Maybe that's a little bit generous. The OPS was very good. Hit a few home runs. Got off to a really hot start. The batting average was terrible. He struck out a bunch. I'm sticking with B minus for him though because I, I like him. I, I think he's a good ball player. You know, I said this many times. It's like him and Scope, objectively good baseball players, flawed players, but good players nonetheless. You know, I'm I'm happy really that this team finished get with the, the third worst record. I think it's good for their draft position and probably good for their future. But they would have won more games had Scope and Crone been healthy the whole way through. As for probably the maybe the biggest bright spot for the Tigers all year, Jamer Candelario completely turning his career around. I mean, everything was up when you look at the advanced metrics: barrel rate up, uh, hard hit rate up, exit velocity up. He still saw a lot of pitches, but he was barreling up pitches for the first time, really probably since early in 2017 when the Tigers first acquired him. I'm giving him an A-. minus. I can't go a full A, and this might be a dumb reason, but the only reason I can't go a full A is because I want to see him do it over a whole season. You know, if he was a guy who had been a veteran here for a long time, I'd probably you know, be give him the benefit of the doubt and give him an A. We need to see him prove it over a full 162, but a massive step forward for Jamer Candelario in 2020. Moving on to the other infielders, kind of starting at the bottom here, Sergio Alcantara, you know, not a good hitter. I know he homered in his first career at bat, which was was pretty unique and pretty funny. But overall, I, I think what we saw of him this year is probably a microcosm of the player he's going to be at the major league level, which is uh, not a guy who's going to hit, not a guy who's going to hit for average, not a guy who's going to hit for power. A really good defensive replacement, though. I mean, a great arm in the infield, whether it be third base or shortstop. Has a little bit of speed as well. Isn't a terrible athlete, just just lacks the ability to really get the ball in the air and barrel up pitches. But I, I do think a player like him could... Uh, play into the future here going forward. And that's why I'm going to give Sergio Alcantara a C, mainly just for his his defensive prowess. Harold Castro, who played more this year than I remembered him. Like, I, I thought he was injured for most of the year. I guess he wasn't. And the numbers aren't that bad. Like, again, I, I you look at the advanced metrics, doesn't hit the ball hard really at all, did not have good minor league numbers. I think there's a lot of smoke and mirrors involved with Harold Castro, but you look at the numbers, they're pretty solid and limited action. I, I'm going to give him a C plus. I, I liked what we saw for the most part. I don't think he'll be a starter here going forward, but from, you know what we saw at points from Harold Castro, I think he could be a solid backup here in this league if he continues to get better. We have the rookie, Isaac Paredes, you know, in a tough position, very, very young, showed a few moments of promise at the beginning and a few moments of promise near the end, but he had a, a section in the middle of his season where he was truly awful, like almost historically awful. He had like an almost over 30 streak or something. I can't quite remember what it was. I think he'll be good here. I think he has the bat to ball skills. I think he has the eye. He just needs to grow. He more, even more so than the pitchers. I feel like Paredes really suffered from not seeing any action in the minor leagues this year because he's so young. I think he'll improve. The numbers aren't particularly pretty. I'm going to give him a C. I think you look at the numbers, a lot of people would say that's maybe too generous, but because of his age, because of the circumstances and the situation surrounding this season, I can't go 
go lower than a C. At shortstop, we had Nico Goodrum, the Gold Glove finalist, offensively, I want to give him an F. I mean, he was one of the weakest offensive players on this team this year, and that's really saying something when you look at guys who started, you know, almost every day or could be counted on to be inserted into the lineup almost every day. He was he was pretty darn bad. I mean, it was not some great hitter here in 2018 or 2019, but, you know, had power, you know, could barrel up pitches. Exit velocity was was pretty solid. You felt like, hey, you know what? That They found this guy out of Minnesota. Maybe they got something with him. Seems like a good athlete. Seems like he wants to be here. Massive step back off Offensively, And if not for the fact that he was one of the best defensive shortstops in all of the American League in 2020, would have been a guy that I would consider possibly even giving up on. But because his defense was so good and because this season was so short, I'm not completely giving up on Nico Goodrum, but I'm giving him a C-. minus. I was disappointed because I felt like he had potential to be a guy who could put up in a 162-game campaign, like a, like a 4 or 5 war even, considering how good of an athlete he was and how much he's improved defensively. We obviously did not see that in 2020. The last infielder here is Jonathan Scope. This guy was the Tigers' best player for a long time this season. I think that wrist injury uh, really got to him near the end. It was really unfortunate because he was putting up some some pretty monster numbers. I mean, there were a few weeks there where Jonathan Scope was was carrying the Detroit Tigers, and I, I give him a lot of credit. I like the signing. Would not be opposed to the Tigers dishing out a two, three-year deal for Jonathan Scope. Like I've said for a while now, at a certain point, you're going to have to dish out money to sign good major league ball players. We've seen enough of Jonathan Scope, not just here, but in, in Baltimore as well and in with Minnesota in 2019. This guy's a good ball player. He's a good defender, gold glove finalist. The only reason I'm not going A- minus or an A is because of the injury and because, and maybe the injury had something to do with this, but he started to slow down a little bit in the latter part of his season, but I'm giving him a solid B+. I like Jonathan Scope. I would like to see him back here in a Tigers uniform. All right, when we get back, I will be grading the outfielders and the DHs. See you in a second. The improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors, 6 new flavors, 12 other original flavors. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew, and Built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health conscientious guy or girl. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. And we're back, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. This is an awkward show because by the time you're listening to this, you may know the results of the election. Some spirits may be high. Some spirits may be low. All I can do is is talk about what I know in the moment. And what I know in the moment and have known for a while here is Tigers baseball. So we're still doing a few grades. It's time to grade some outfielders. Going to start with some guys who didn't see a ton of playing time. Travis Demerit, you know, showed, I mean, the smallest little bit of promise following the Shane Green trade in 2019. I don't see it from him. Uh, I, I don't think he has the consistency with the bat. I don't think he's a good enough defender to really be a defensive replacement. Like, I know this sounds odd, but I feel like Sergio Alcantara will probably have a longer career in Major League Baseball than Travis Demerit simply because of his defensive prowess. I don't think this guy's particularly good at anything. Didn't see a ton of action on the field this year, which is why I can't go F or, or D minus, but I'm going to give him a D. You know, not, not, not a great start for Travis Demerit to his Major League career, especially because there was a lot of people who watched him in spring training and said that he looked pretty darn good. Uh, Cameron 
Maven, didn't see a ton of action, had an injury, ended up getting traded. I give him a C. Now, Cameron Maven, not, the numbers aren't amazing, but I think that's a guy, a veteran presence in the clubhouse, who I think added more to this team than just what he did on the field. I'm giving Maven a C, and I was happy to see him in the, in the postseason uh, with the Cubbies. Jorge Bonifacio, a strange player. Not a very good defender, not a, a particularly great arm, not a very good hitter. The numbers aren't pretty, and yet he was a part of a lot of big moments and, and drove in a lot of runs. I mean, there was a, a time here where he had like a 15-game stretch in which he had 15 or 16 RBIs. He's not incapable of hitting at the major league level. He just lacks the consistency to do it on an everyday basis. Expectations for him were low, which is why I'm not going to go lower than a C, but I'm going to stick with a C for Jorge Bonifacio. Daz Cameron is on this list. Limited action, again, got called up later in the season. I'm giving him a C minus. Look, I don't, I don't see it really from Daz Cameron. I, I think he's capable of showing promise, ceiling maybe a fourth outfielder, defensive replacement. But to me, there's just too many question marks with the bat for me to really get excited about him. Uh, I'm going C minus for Daz Cameron. We have Kristen Stewart, uh, maybe the most disappointing player on the Tigers this year. Like, I, my expectations weren't that high following 2019, but this was a guy a lot of people were really excited about. I mean, I remember Lynn Henning tweeting that this guy had like 25, 30-plus home run potential for the Tigers, got here, and outside of the opening day home run that he hit in 2019, his tenure here so far at the Major League level has been, I mean, it's been a complete disaster. Outside of hitting the occasional fastball in, he can't hit a breaking ball, he's one of the worst defenders in baseball. He's struggled mightily, and I think, you know, I think Kristen Stewart has talent. I think that in an alternate universe, this is a guy who could have developed, and maybe still could, it's not the end for him, but could have developed into a solid major league ball player, but I'm not seeing it from him right now. And you look at Riley Green right now in the minor leagues, and you look at some other guys that you got coming up through the system, it's going to get pretty crowded here. Next year will be his final opportunity, or else they're probably just going to put him on waivers and, and say goodbye. He's been that bad. I give Kristen Stewart's season a D-. minus. Then you have two of the, the more successful players on this team in 2020. You have Victor Reyes. You know, two weeks before the end of the season, I probably would have considered giving him a B plus or an A minus. Was starting to do things at this season that a lot of people believed he was incapable of doing. You saw him hitting for extra base power. You saw him hitting the ball a lot harder. Pretty good athlete. You know, I, I know the Tigers think they have like this hidden gem with him. I, I've never been able to go that far once this guy grows into his... And I've always said this from the beginning because for some reason, Victor Reyes is a controversial figure on Tiger's Twitter. Victor Reyes was a Rule 5 pick. Whatever you get out of a Rule 5 pick, if you get, you know, half a season is gravy. You know, those guys rarely turn out to be anything. So I'm giving him a B. I don't think his ceiling is particularly high. I would even go as far as to say that what we saw of him, the best of what we saw of him is probably his ceiling, but that's probably a bit better than a lot of people, including myself, ever expected out of him. Lastly, we have Jacoby Jones. Jacoby Jones was another guy who was on the verge of being given a, an extremely high grade here in 2020. Got off to an awesome start. You know, the, the fan base is always like Jacoby Jones. He's always had a lot of upside, always had for power, great speed, a versatile athlete, good defender at points. You know, it took a massive step back in 2019, but we know he's capable of playing some great defense. I think there were a lot of people who were excited as he was coming up through the system here. And for the first time in 2020, it's seemed like he was reaching his potential. Yeah, near the bottom of the lineup, but that's not his problem. He was doing his job as well as anyone else on this team. 
gets hit in the hand, got injured, missed a few weeks. And I know maybe a lot of people say that that's unfair to take that into account. Uh, to me, it's not. Like, what you want out of a ball player, you know, you want sustainability, you want success, you want them to hit for power, but you want them to be able to stay on the field. That's why war is a cumulative stat. Like, guys who play a lot of games is, have a higher war because it shows durability. Now, I don't blame Jacoby Jones for the injury. Like, he got hit in the hand, you know, wasn't able to get out of the way. That happens, but it, it, it has knocked him down a few grades for me. I'm giving him a B, but like a B with a, a thumbs up, a solid B, because I think that Jacoby Jones is one of the few players that has come up through the system over the last several years. So, you know, prior to uh, Casey Mize, prior to Matt Manning, like prior to the big guns, you know, this was a guy they traded for in 2015, and he's one of the few guys who's come up through the system and actually improved. Now, there's been many stories. I think Jules Posner uh, wrote a piece about this for Forbes where he was like, look, Jacoby Jones developing as a player doesn't say that much about the Detroit Tigers' ability to develop players. It says a lot more about Jacoby Jones' ability to develop himself. He basically changed his swing overnight in May of 2019, and he's benefited from it. Like, do I ever see him being a guy who's going to lead off for a team and, you know, steal 30 bases and hit 20 home runs? No, but they don't don't need him to, especially with some of the reinforcements, hopefully, that they got coming up through the system here. Uh, I think Jacoby Jones can pencil himself in for an opening day spot in the outfield in 2021. Lastly, I almost forgot this. I can't believe I almost did. The DH, Miguel Cabrera. Look, Miggy over a 162-game season had, you know, if he would have kept up the pace he was at, would have ended up with a lot of home runs and a lot of RBIs. And that's that's a plus because for a minute there, he wasn't even really doing that. He's so lacking in consistency right now. And what he's turning into, even I, I could even argue it's almost best case scenario, sadly, is what Albert Pujols has turned into, which is a guy who's going to sell out for power probably at this point. The average isn't going to be pretty. The OPS probably isn't going to be pretty, but he's going to have the ability to mash. And he still can. Like He's still incredibly strong, even despite all the injuries he's had. He still has the ability to catch up to a fastball. You know, He's, he's still a talented hitter at points. I'm giving him a C plus because I think the final numbers in terms of what a lot of people look at with him, your home runs, hits, RBIs, weren't that bad, but now he's he's a shell of himself right now, and you just gotta hope to get something out of the last couple years of his deal. So that will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I 2014. You can follow this show on Twitter at Locked On Tigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts. Go to iTunes, leave a positive five-star written review of this show. It would be much, much appreciated. I will be right back here tomorrow. Maybe we'll know the results of the election. I don't know. Maybe you, maybe you already know the results of this election. This has been one of the strangest shows I've ever recorded, but I appreciate you all sticking with me. Have a great rest of your day, everybody, and go Tigers.